Hello, I am Matt Williamson. How's everyone doing this wonderful day? Nice, crisp, clear Pittsburgh, cold, chilly day here in December. Uh, Christmas right around the corner, but more importantly, maybe, is Steelers Colts. Let's just kind of talk Colts. I'm going to introduce you to the Colts a little bit. I think they're having a great year for considering their expectations. I keep saying all week, they're playing with house money. I mean, last year they earned the fourth overall pick, took Richardson, rebuild, new coach. And I think all that's been a success. I mean, I know Richardson's out. I mean, we got to see if he can stay healthy, actually. He had a hard time finishing games that first month of his career. But boy, did he flash. That doesn't matter for this game, of course. It's Gardner Minshew in there. But I think their coaching staff, rookie coaches always worry me, really have a good firm grip of things and look like they are a success. The offensive line is back to playing really well. Nelson, guys like that that are, you know, sort of household names for his offensive linemen go. That was a problem last year. Maximizing the most out of their run game, even without Taylor. And as well as, you know, Minshew being back there, he's kind of a wild card. He's kind of a wild stallion, a little all over the place, but he's an NFL quarterback and a real good backup and hold down the fort type of guy. I like their receivers. Defense is very Seattle cover three-ish. I mean, they play so much cover three with a single high safety, don't blitz. And therefore, what this front office does, and you'll see it on Sunday or Saturday, is they really want athletes with length, especially on defense, but all over the place. I mean, they want long arms, look good coming off the bus, cover a lot of ground, zone, disrupt passing lanes type of players on defense. So if you even go look at like their last two drafts or so, it's basically all those type of dudes. And then, hey, give them the coaches to coach them up. I mean, so that's their strategy. It seems like it's working well particularly on defense. So here's a bunch of stuff I have for you. I don't usually talk series history because I think a lot of it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I mean, what happened in 1942 doesn't necessarily mean anything for this upcoming Saturday. But this is unbelievable to me. Let me read this off that I wrote. Beginning in 1950, these two franchises have met 33 times, but only two of those games took place before 1968. Okay. So the Steelers and Colts split their first four meetings, but the Steelers are 25 and four since. And overall, Pittsburgh leads the series 27 to six. 12 of the games have been the Steelers against the Baltimore Colts. The Colts won just three of those dozen matchups. The Colts have won just two games against Pittsburgh in the 2000s, zero in the 1990s, one in the 80s, and two in the 70s. Like, that's crazy. Steelers are currently on an eight-game winning streak and have won five in a row in Indy. The Colts and Steelers have met five times in the postseason with Pittsburgh undefeated in those playoff battles. I mean, rarely do you see a history that is just dominated by one side decade after decade. I mean, rare stuff. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. couple special teams notes. Last week was Miles Killebrew's fourth punt block in less than three full seasons with the Steelers. That's a huge number. And that's more than, I think, about 50% of the league has had punt blocks during Killebrew's time as a Steeler. He's been here well over a year and a half, not quite two years. Four punt blocks. Most teams don't have four punt blocks in that stretch. 
However, two weeks ago, the Colts blocked two punts in Tennessee. There has only been a total of five missed field goals in all the Steeler games this year. Both sides of the ball. Only five times has someone on either side of the ball in a Steeler game attempted a field goal, and it had not made it. 52 have been attempted. Matt Gay is a really good kicker, but he's missed five this season by himself, and there's been a total of 10 missed field goals attempts in Colts games this year. Threw this out there. It doesn't quite pass the sniff test to me, but according to EPA, which is a metric I very much trust, but I can't say I'm an EPA special teams, you know, expert by any stretch. But in terms of punts and kickoffs, only the Bears have been worse than the Steelers in generating EPA on punts and kickoffs. However, on punt and kickoff returns, only the Bengals and Eagles have been better. Like, I don't look at the Steelers' return game and think, wow, it's great. But, I mean, I didn't make it up either. Um, quick break here, and then I got a bunch of just like matchup overview stuff for, for this game. Obviously, a very crucial game. Steelers currently have the sixth seed. Indy has the seven. Now, believe it or not, well, I guess you could believe it, but if the Colts lose, they're in better shape than if the Steelers lose, just because of upcoming schedule. They're, they're, they have a much easier road just to get in the playoffs. I was, I was sort of calling this a loser-leaves-town match, more so if the Steelers lose. So, here we go. Steelers are on a two-game losing streak and have been outscored by 40 points this season. They are 3-2 and two on the road, and the Colts are just 2-4 and four in Indianapolis this year. The Colts have won four of their last five. They've been outscored by 16 points this season, but over those last five games, they've only outscored their opponents by eight points, despite being 4-1 and one in that stretch. They Also, their four wins aren't exactly against juggernaut teams. The, this is crazy. The Colts have five losses in games in which they've scored 20 or more points. That's the most in the league. On average, they've scored 23.8 points in their losses. Imagine the Steelers scoring 23.8 points in their losses. Also the highest in the league. Pittsburgh's turnover differential, plus 10. Only the Niners are better. Colts are plus one. Each of these teams has 21 takeaways, which is near the top of the league. Both have 13 interceptions and eight fumble recoveries. Indianapolis' opponents have fumbled 21 times, but the Colts have only recovered 38 of those opportunities. Again, their defense is fast, long arms, causes fumbles a lot, gets a lot of people to the ball. However, the Colts have turned the ball over 20 times compared to just 11 by the Steelers, which is the lowest in the league. For the season... Pittsburgh has a time of possession of 28.58. The Colts are at 28.35, which is both near the bottom of the league. But over their last three games, the Steelers are at 33.26, where the Colts are basically the same at 28.54. The Steelers' defense is surrendering a full yard more per, per pass attempt than their offense is producing. Every time they drop back, pass attempt, 7.2 yards versus 6.2. 
And the Steelers' opponents average just over 47 more passing yards per game. And they've also thrown eight more touchdown passes than the Steelers. Pittsburgh and Indianapolis both attempt deep passes 10% of their attempts. Only seven passing attempts are less. They both take a lot of shots. Pierce, Pickens, not necessarily a deep passing game, but a shot-based team. The Colts' opponents average 68.4 run plays run per game. That's the most in the league. So teams are running a lot of plays against this defense. Pittsburgh's opponents average 64.8, which is more than all but seven teams, including Indianapolis. The Steelers have only led for 19% of their offensive snaps this year. It's only ahead of the Jets and Panthers. So when they snap the ball on offense, 81% of the time, they're not winning. It's either tied or they're losing. Jeez. Through 14 weeks of play, with every team having their bye week now behind them, on a per-snap basis, the Steelers' defense is the oldest in the NFL with an average age of 28.2 years, while their offense is second youngest at 26.1. And the way they figure this out is divide every snap by every player's age. So if while Cam Hayward was out, your average age went down a little bit. You know what I mean? So how many per snap, breaking it down per snap, what's the average age on the field for the Steelers? For every team. So overall, the Steelers are the 11th oldest team in the league per snap. People like Patrick Peterson probably skew that a little bit as well. While the Colts are 27th, their average age is 26.3 years. The Steelers are 27.2. As I mentioned, this game probably means more to the Steelers in terms of consequences because per EPA, Including this upcoming game, only three teams have an easier schedule the rest of the way than Indianapolis. So if they stumble, maybe they can run the table. Who knows? You know, I'm not going to study their opponents that much because once they're out of Sears done with them, I'm kind of done with them too. All right. Take care. Back tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.